It's beginning to appear that we may need to address the metaphorical elephant in the pew before we get started. If you haven't noticed, Elephant in the Pew hasn't uploaded in quite some time. That's because Ryan has stepped away from the show. Fear not, I will not and will never shut down this show. This is such a good idea. I need to keep it going. I'll just reinvent and repurpose the show. So without further ado, here it is, the new pew with a view. Still the place where I will engage in the things everyone wants to talk about but nobody wants to discuss. I'm Stephen Witten, and this is The Elephant in the Pew. Now I have some talking points that I will address every episode, and of course since there is no other person that I will be talking to, I will be relying on you to interact. So if you will, please do not hesitate to email me um, at stephen at elephantpew.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N at elephantpew.com. Now I will be uploading this to um, our podcast, audio only, first episode um, only because the last couple months have been kind of crazy for me. I've been moving around and moving into a new house. Uh, my wife and I moved back into the city. We're not, we're no longer in uh, the country, so now I have fast internet. So that's a great thing. But also the downside is, is I have boxes everywhere, and I don't have a good place to set up a camera just yet. I've also taken on a second job, so this is the. Uh, this will definitely be the fruits of my personal labor, trying to get this out to you once a week. So right now it's just an audio version. I will be posting this up on YouTube as well um, with just a couple of graphics here and there. But hopefully the next episode and the following episodes, we will have a video version of it as well. So without holding you back too far, let's go um, into news and some views. Each week, I will talk about three topics that um, are current events, basically what's happening in the news. Now, as of this recording, it's been a week and a day since the Sutherland Springs, Texas, First Baptist Church um, had a shooting. It was an un unbelievably horrible attack while that was per perpetrated, um, and 27, the last time I heard, has p 27 people have been killed. Um Contrary to what the left and the mainstream media will say, it's not a gun issue. This is a um, this is a life issue. Somebody felt like they had the power to take someone's life, and unfortunately, they were able to take 27 people's life. But they were stopped by another law-abiding citizen who was basically a good guy with a gun. This is not a gun issue. This unfortunately, is an evil issue. We've let evil infiltrate our society and cultures to the extreme that some people don't have the common sense or the wherewithal to stop that. And so they g take it to the nth degree. Every day since that attack, I have prayed for this family. It's an important and evil act and this type of violence cannot and should not be tolerated in the world let alone in america i hope that god will comfort those families that are i know still struggling emotionally because i 
would be struggling emotionally. And I sincerely mean that I have prayed daily since hearing about this attack. Now, in lighter news, a couple of weeks ago, it's probably been almost a month and a half ago now, from this recording, the European Organization for Nuclear Research, also known as CERN, has published their findings of the recent tests on antiprotons. Simply put, they claim that they cannot find any asymmetry in the particles that should exist to allow this universe that we're living in to exist. So, in other words, we shouldn't be here. It's almost as if something is holding the universe together and keeping the universe from destroying itself. They haven't explicitly stated this, but it's glaringly implicit in their findings that without this something or someone creating and maintaining the universe, we would cease to exist, or to say the very least, we would have never existed in the first place. Now, I'm not saying this implicitly. No, I'm explicitly stating that if the researchers open the Bible, they just might find the answer they're looking for. Now, something else that I would like to uh, address on here is, a, is an article written by an author. He's a, an op-ed piece writer. He writes for Ben Shapiro's The Daily Wire. His name is Matt Walsh. The article is titled, My Marriage is Not an Equal Partnership and I Don't Want It to Be. Uh, very well-written piece by Matt, as always. I do enjoy reading his work thoroughly, but this article definitely hit a resonant chord with me because I've stated this several times uh, for a long time, especially when Ryan and I were talking, about how my wife, I don't want my wife to be exactly like me. Marriage is pointless, in my opinion, if two people are the same person. Um... So my wife and I are not equal, but that's not a bad thing. God actually made us different intentionally, right? I mean, I need her and she needs me, and that makes the marriage that much more rich. I don't even know if that's the correct way to put it, but it's just richer in in the sense that, you know, I care for her and she cares for me, and without each other, like, um, we wouldn't have life as well off as uh, we would if we were not together. So I definitely recommend reading the article. Um, the links will be in the description on YouTube and I believe in the, the post on the podcast uh, on my website. It's elephantpew.com. Uh, so if you would like to read that, please do so. Um, I recommend Matt Walsh's material pretty much weekly, if not daily. It depends on how many articles he writes during the week. Um, most of the stuff just comes directly to my phone, so I, I know when he's written. But <clears throat> now we're going to move, we're going to drift away from the news and the views into definitely something that I've been wanting to talk about for over a week now. But this segment is going to be called Pure Discretion is Advised. It's, a, it's the segment where I either review, recommend, or reject a particular movie, TV, song, media, any other media, any form of entertainment that I take in that other people would like me to review. Uh, so again, if you have any options that you would like me to, or any other questions or media that you would like me to review, send those in to me at stephen at elephantpew.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N at elephantpew.com. Today I'm going to talk to you about Thor Ragnarok. Now, I went and saw this on Friday, the opening weekend. I usually try to make it 
for the Thursday night premiere in my local town, but that um, it was unfeasible at that point due to work. So um, me, my wife, and uh, two of our friends, in fact, we actually met up with a group of friends uh, accidentally, and it was probably one of the best times we've had in a long time going to the movies. But we sat down and we watched Thor Ragnarok. Now, Thor has definitely been the black sheep of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in my opinion, being that it doesn't really fit with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe until, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy came on, and, and now we're getting more into this cosmic gal- galaxy fighting um, space adventures. Thor Ragnarok was, in my opinion, it's probably, it's definitely within the top. 10 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's 17, so, I mean, we have some wiggle room there, but I would even say that it's upwards of five. It's in the top five right now. Now, I will probably see it again, and I'll change my answers, um, as I always do. But what Thor did for me was it actually brought comedy back into this hoity-toity type uh, uh, series, this trilogy right now that it is, and it will probably, because of this movie, it will make probably another, there will probably be a Thor 4, if I had to guess. Thor has been this, you know, Elizabethan, Shakespearean trip because they speak like old English. Not really, but I mean, like, that's how they've always, they've had that British accent, and they've, first of all, I don't know how British accents get into the, oh, Listen, my phone go off. Look at that. Gonna reach across the table. That's right. I'm not editing that out, so you just have to enjoy that. But they've been talking about this. You know, they've had this. I don't know how Asgard gets a British accent. And um, in the movie, this is a spoiler alert. There's a character that has a New Zealand accent. I don't know how there are different accents in space. I'm not complaining. I think I. I mean, I don't think, I know I like this, this this idea that there are accents all over the world, and it's not not all, all over the galaxy, and it's not just, like, English, because, let's face it, for some reason, moviegoers and movie makers feel like everybody has to speak the same language unless it's, like, weird, like, weird language that we don't want to even get into. Um, so... Thor, on the whole, though, is probably one of the best Marvel Cinematic Universe's uh, movies that we've had to date. Um, it's definitely the best one this year. I love Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Spider-Man Homecoming, but I would have to say that Thor surpasses both of those. So, that's those are my opinions. I, I jokingly put out on Facebook the day after, or the same night I watched it, and I said I would give... Thor Ragnarok, four and a half stars, or four and a half broken hammers out of five. It's not a spoiler because you see it in the trailer. They break the hammer. Um, and uh, the idea that of how he becomes Thor without the hammer is um, portrayed and, and built up after that moment. So definitely recommend going seeing it. I know it's in the second week. Uh, we're going into third week right now. I... It made $121 million opening weekend. That's pretty impressive for a Marvel movie. Um, I can probably look up real quick on how much they made um, so far. Um, But, you know, without boring you even more, 
I would say just go and check it out because the movie is way more entertaining than me talking about it. Um, but yes, definitely go see it. Uh, Taika Waititi is the director, phenomenal director. He has, uh, this is totally different than what he would usually make. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but go check it out. And uh, $650 million worldwide in just three weeks. So, um, yeah, they're definitely making a, a, a Thor 4. I have no doubt about that. All right, so now it's on to the main event. I have been uh, slaving over this this article. Not really, but I've been um, writing this and just had this idea. And each week I'm going to try to build a case or a, a, an argument about a topic, um, and it's going to be called the main event. So today's main event is to thy, titled To Thine Own Self Be True. It's a phrase that has been plagued our society and culture since the 1500s, um, early 1600s. This plague was shortly after the real plague, but it has, in my opinion, caused just as much damage. That may or may not be true, but let's just go with it. To Thine Own Self Be True is written by William Shakespeare. In America, we've become infatuated with self. Don't believe me? Check out the local bookstore. There's self-help books as far as the eye can see. We're so obsessed with self, we focus on so much energy on self-love, self-truth, self-experience, and self-knowledge. We've attached ourselves to this, quote, to thine own self be true. But of course, in typical American fashion, we've misunderstood the reference and completely taken it out of context. Also, in typical American fashion, we don't care. We'll use this quote to do whatever we see fit because, didn't you know, our lives are meant to be happy, as if doing whatever we want will ultimately make us happy. There is, however, several flaws with this mentality. First of all, where is it written? What ancient scrolls in this world does it say that we are meant to be happy? What Bible verse does it say that the main mission in our life is to be happy? Have I missed it? I don't think so. I don't have enough time to address all the flaws with this thinking, but I will address this particular saying. I think we've taken it out of context. It comes from the William Shakespeare's Hamlet, it's which in which Polon Polonius is giving fatherly advice to his 18-year-old son, Laertes, but before he departs for Paris. He has just told Laertes, neither a lender or borrower be. In the next lines, he comes to the apex of his fatherly wi wisdom, and he says, This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow, as the night the day thou canst not then be false to any man. The truth is not meant as a blank check. It's not, this, this idea is not, be whatever you want to be, whatever makes you happy, That be that person. No, it's, this is where we lose the meaning altogether. I believe Shakespeare was actually reiterating in somewhat of a posh and theatrical way Jesus' own words of letting your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't be false to any man. Don't make a mask for anybody. Is it not true that we are to be who we are to everyone? This life of living and act is so tiring. I mean, for me, since I've matured over the, the course of my life, I know that who I was when I was a child and who I am now is completely different, and I can honestly say it's so much easier and less stressful for me to be who I am just to say and do what I mean instead of making up a story and attempting to keep it going. I think we need to stop taking this mentality of to thine own self be true, and maybe we should replace it 
with, I shall love the Lord my God with all my heart, my soul, my uh, mind, and my strength, right? Love the neighbor as myself. These two commandments that are the crux of everything that we have. Because let's let's say it. I know this is Jesus. This is from Jesus, and it's it's not popular in community in 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 our culture. But the idea, if I love God with my everything and everyone else accordingly, then I shall have no need to be true to myself. Because if I'm true to God, I'll be true to everyone else. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble on about several things. I hope to continue this on week after week after week. Please, again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you want me to address anything, please email me at Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at elephantpew.com. This will happen every week, so hopefully you will be listening. And thank you so much again for listening to The Elephant in the Pew. I'm Stephen Witten, and until next time, God bless.